Welcome everybody to the Chilled Esports Podcast. We are now up to episode 18. 18! Yeah, dude. It's here. Dude, TBZ villain. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're up to the... Um, <laughs> isn't it, the, isn't it the, the lady that Krillin marries? Yes. Uh, uh, actually, technically, we were up to the DBZ villain um, last week as well, but I, <laughs> yeah, I missed yeah, it. Just, yeah, it. Yeah, you, just, you missed out. You missed out. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, welcome, everyone. We are here. I'm your host again, Eugene Caffin, and um, I'm joined alongside me by my good friend, Joey. Joey, how, how you doing, man? I'm doing fucking fantastic, Eugene. I am here with my good buddy, uh-huh. which is obvious because like, you're here with your good buddy. So oh, I yeah, must... of course. Dude, I'm having a great time already. <laughs> Man, me too. <laughs> uh, I had a good chance to play some WoW Endgame, which I was super excited about, and mm. I even got to play some Hots. Yeah, dude, sounds awesome. Um, why don't we just um kick it off and go with our week in Blizzard? What do you mean, Blizzard added monks before demon hunters? I'm afraid my condition has left me cold. Oh, the weak always fall. All right, Joey. So um, you yes. can go first this week, man. Um, tell me, how's your week in Blizzard been? So you said you've been getting into some World of Warcraft and game content. Man, I know this came out. Okay, so I'm like a boomer in World of Warcraft, right? Because when I say boomer, I mean the um, the modern day meme, the Zoomer meme of the boomer. Uh huh. What the hell is that? Well, a meme, Eugene, is uh, <laughs> uh-huh. an image. Yeah, please tell me, what, what is a meme, Joey? Please, I would love to know. Anyway, the, so, so the boomer meme is that um, I, uh, boomers can't use technology. And as a 30-year-old boomer, I, 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 sucked, down, I sucked down a mother, uh-huh. um, a mother energy zero specifically. And I, I boot up my PS4 to play some God of War. <laughs> Dude, God of War is good, though. Stop it, <laughs> man! You living meme. That's, uh, that's all yep. Okay, and uh, and we can't use um, computers as well as the Zoomers can, and the Zoomers are twenty-year-olds. Um, oh right, come I along see. and taken over the internet. Yeah, right. The, the the people that are good at Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Those are the Zoomers, and and and, and Rainbow Six Siege. You can't forget Rainbow. Oh Six yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Best game. So I'm, I'm a bit of a boomer when it comes to World of Warcraft, as Eugene's pointed out in the last few episodes. <laughs> and yep. I didn't actually know the, um, how awesome World Quests are like, yeah, compared dude. to dailies. <laughs> dude, I've been trying to tell you for ages. I know. Uh, I, I just didn't believe you. I'm like, yeah, this is dailies with another skin. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, Worldies are awesome. I love Worldies. Yeah, dude, they're really, really good. It, they're yeah. just... Nice content. Sometimes it it's mostly pretty easy with good rewards, yeah. and you know they're never the same thing twice. Sure, you can do the same same quest, but more often than not, you're gonna do something different. Yeah, and like problem with the daily was that it was linked to a specific quest hub. Like there was a daily hub that you went to, such as um, Magister's Terrace. Yeah, not yeah, Magister's the... Terrace, but the um the island it's on. Yeah, yeah, uh, Queldenas, I believe. Queldenas. Yeah, you'd go to, like, Queldenas, or you'd go to the um, the Crusaders outp- outpost, and you do, like, a bunch of days in this one zone. But World Quests, like, they make you go all over the place to, to, to do them. And it, it's actually really nice to see, like, all the different parts of the world, because you get to experience all the 
because part of the content of World of Warcraft is the actual world itself and how it's designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so World Quests were, were one of the big victories of Legion. Um, mm. If you played all throughout Legion, like, you know, you'd already be finding this out, but you hit the nail right on the head with why World Quests are good because you get to experience the world of Warcraft, like, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when I think of endgame questing, like, it should have always been World Quests. Like, oh, yeah. Bailey's a mistake. Oh yeah, well they didn't have they didn't have the technology back then or the uh, idea behind it. So they yeah. they also had to make like drastic UI upgrades for it to even be able to happen. Um, so I'd I'd say that they hit it at exactly the right time to make sure that you know that questing and doing well essentially dailies is just a lot more fun. Um, yeah. I I do agree that's what it should have been to start off with. Um, but you know, we obviously can't go back in time and change like the wow engine, you know, back in 2004, um, not yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I fully expect the next wow expansion to literally go back to, like in time and fix vanilla. <laughs> vanilla had world quests in it. Yeah, okay. Actually, I don't think vanilla actually had dailies. I'm not, like, I'm not sure that it did. Um, you know what? I don't know either. I, they probably had some type of rep grinding thing, but I'm not sure if it was no, they, dailies. They had rep grinding like all the way back to the Hydraxian Waterlord. So they definitely had rep, had had the rep grind, but yeah, I think that I'm was sure just you just had to do the um the raid to do it. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe some maybe some of our listeners can send us some emails about it. Anyone yeah, who played vanilla, let us know yeah. whether dailies. We never played vanilla. So uh, next on my list is my Warfront impressions. So Alliance got the Warfront, and yeah, we get to sure. play it. Yeah, dude. Um, I want to know your impressions, and I'll let you know about mine. Um, it was fucking amazing. I, I actually really liked doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a pretty similar experience. I've done it. I've done it twice now um, mm. on two different characters, and I have to say that it's pretty enjoyable. Um, you know, as far as like the scenario goes, it's just a good scenario. You do feel this faction pride i suppose yeah yeah i felt that it, it sort of reminded me of um it was like pve alterac valley yeah yeah that's that's exactly what it was like you had these people and i haven't actually gone around being like the the dps's and the people capturing the points yeah. um i didn't really want to do that i was i was like you know in full rts mode and i'm like oh we need resources and, <laughs> and like I, I spent the entire time gathering resources yeah absolutely <laughs> I know, and, and you know what? And I was a fucking noob because, um, because the only way that I thought we could gather wood was by picking up the piles. But Wait, there's another way? No, dude, you can like right click on trees. There are fucking trees everywhere, and they give you like a shit ton of wood. Holy shit! I thought to click the piles. No, nah, I was dude. like, a, I was like a retard going around like clicking piles like a chump getting three wood. Yeah, piece. no, no, you don't have to do that. There are trees that you can cut down. They occasionally summon angry treants, though. They have to be That's wary fine. of that, but yeah, yeah, man, I wood is just so easy. Oh yeah, well, I thought wood was like the main um, uh, gateway, the the main gatekeeper, like th- that stopped your technology, right? Yeah, well, iron is pretty heavy, but you get mm-hmm. a steady stream of it, so it's much mm-hmm. easier to get. You just wait for your cache to fill up, and then yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. and then you click because the the villagers fill up the cache for you, so it's like really easy. Yep. That is that is extremely interesting. And the next Warfront, I'm actually gonna get the 
the fucking trees and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to walk around everywhere looking for woods. Yeah, I, dude, I like almost single-handedly upgraded to, to um, Castle. Oh, wow. Because I just gathered like 200, 200 uh, wood pretty quickly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nice. I just needed to wait for some, for some chump to like bring in 50 so that we could upgrade our siege cannons. Yeah, easy peasy. And then, uh, and then boom, they're off, off to the yeah. races. Yeah, no, so um, overall, man, I'm actually quite happy with the scenario, um, and I think it'll be good. We do have some news about some more things going on with Warfronts later, but um, the only thing that I'm uh, slightly um, not good about is the time frame in which we can actually access the scenario. Okay. Other so than, yeah, um, the fact that it's on a monthly cycle. Yeah, and instead of like a two weekly or a weekly. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a instead of like even two weeks would have been okay. Two week cycle. Um, yeah. I can understand why they're a bit tentative with it, and it's be- and it's better to have a uh, you know to to go with a more conservative approach to um to start off with because you can't really like go backwards. Yeah, well, that's one of the main um challenges of software development. It's much harder to take a feature away than to add one. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think they did the right thing by giving us it in a in that particular time period. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to change, but we'll we'll talk about it a bit later whether or not we think it's going to change. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to add, man, about the warfronts? About warfronts specifically, um, I would like to see some sort of. I really want it to be to be PvP somehow. Yeah, I think that's what everybody wants. If it was yeah. PvP, it would be much more interesting. But it doesn't have to be directly PvP, you know. It could be um, one of the one of the one of the one of the interesting things I had about uh, Guild Wars, mm-hmm. specifically Guild Wars factions, was you would have a, a like a, this battleground, and you'd have these two factions, and you'd push the you'd push this line like uh, t- towards one side or the other, depending which faction was winning. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And the battleground would change based on which faction was dominant. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so you could have like the Horde and the Alliance doing um, sort of different battles, like different PVE battles, but the but the overall participation uh, says who's winning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. So it's sort of like uh, it, it is PvP in a sense, but yeah, not like directly. Yeah, because I think the whole point of Warfronts is that it's not direct PvP. That's what makes it different from to to a battleground. So, so yeah, I, right. I, I want to keep that, but yeah, just a just a different way of doing PvP that's not like direct. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I see what you mean. Mm. That definitely could be interesting. Uh, so so next, I tried out the island expedition. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. How do you and, feel um, about that? You know, I think the PvP in all in island expeditions is really fun. Okay, cool. Yeah, because because I, I really like the the race to, mm. to get the Azura. It's it, it's super fun. I lost. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so like, you, uh, did you actually like PvP? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh, it 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 didn't go well for my team, unfortunately. So so, so I had to complete the quest with the PVE version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was still um. It, it, it was still it was still really enjoyable. Like I, I was like, man, this is a really great way to do a battleground. That's like new. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is pretty new, and because there's like objectives, and mm. there's like y- you want to win the race, but again, you don't want to be the first person to start something. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there is that balance going on. Um, the PVE version of um, of those uh, cops a lot of flack, but I don't mm. think it's overly bad. Um, I just think that it does need something to change. I um, to be honest, I don't think it should exist. I think it should just be a, P- a PVP thing. Oh, okay. Mm. I think it works. Uh, uh, like because the way I see Island Expedition. It, Island Expeditions P- PvP is sort of like how I see a PvP implementation of a Warfront. Mm, yeah, okay. Like, there's there's a goal. It's to win, but it's... um You can kill each other optionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't actually need to kill the enemy team. Um, you could just go ahead and race them, right? Yeah. 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 Um, LFR, I, I, I've, I've done my first... Oh, actually, no, it's not my first LFR. I, uh, I did LFR in Warlords of Draenor for a bit as well, but I was mostly an, um, I, I was mostly a, a normals bot in, in, in Draenor. Yeah, cool. Um, but LFR, um, I had a good time. I yeah, thought man. the bosses were really interesting. I, I liked the I liked Mother's mechanics a lot, actually. I think um, she combines a safety dance and she combines um, a whole bunch of other things into like a really coherent boss which is like super a super memorable fight yeah dude it was super memorable i i remember thinking the same thing where you know you you have to you know group up people and tell them when to like go across the barriers and then yeah you got to watch out for certain things and you know the laser beams and all that other shit like there was a lot going on uh and it was a it's a pretty like i'm not going to say it's like a heavy execute fight but you do have to execute it you know somewhat um, there are some, you know, um, so it, there's, it's a little forgiving in some areas, um, yeah. but overall it, it was just really fun and it was really memorable. Um, and it, but it is known as like the group destroyer. Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if you don't, if you don't have a cohesive, a cohesive group or people that are, you know, doing things like they should, it can fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Especially if, um, you know. Uh, Cyber Killer six 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 goes luck and then gets killed by the gets killed by the beams. Yep, yep. <laughs> Thanks, Cyber Killer. Yeah, on normal, um, it gets a bit harder because the ads in the new room have to be interrupted. Um, yeah. So that gets a bit, bit more crazy when you get to normal. But LFR version was pretty fun. Yeah, super chill. Like we, we, mm. we done it first time, right? It's like, hmm, yeah. Why does even people call this hard? Let's, let's try Mythic Zeros. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you know what? You know, we didn't get any loot at all. We didn't. Like, mm. I, I felt so gypped. I was like, "Oh man." Yeah, it is personal loot, uh, so you know, like it was just how well we were internally rolling on the bosses. But when it comes to ready, you can't expect like a piece of gear from every boss. Yes, you can. <laughs> no, please <laughs> fix it. I need gear. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, uh, that being said, I also like the Vectors fight because there was an actual safety dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and that was really fun as well. Yeah, dude, I really liked that particular fight. I think it was really, really fun. From a uh, healing perspective, it was pretty, it was pretty sweet as well. Because um, mm-hmm. if you can time it correctly, you can get some pretty juicy wild growths and AoE heals going on. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things happening. Um, but I did see, like, the top healer was, like, this druid that was just fucking spamming uh, Rejuve on everybody. 
Yeah, well, I mean, and and those are those are top DPS shaman, right? Yeah, like um, doing bloodwash. <laughs> uh, yeah, was it you? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. I was, I was, I was top DPS. Uh, okay, you were for some bits actually. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> nobody cares about <laughs> No, nobody cares. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm thinking of moving on to normals um, when I get the chance because, like, I'm like, man, this is. I remember this being like really fun. This is like really awesome, and I'm like, uh, I can feel myself getting back into it, and. Um, I'm curious about how high my gear score can get. Yeah, dude, that's good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, normals is um, three five five, so um, the most you can get is um, is around that, maybe three sixty, um, if you get a full set. But Eugene, yes, my application to method. <laughs> I think I think their applications <laughs> are closed for the time being. No, 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 but we're like um, super important podcasters, so... Ah, okay, yeah, shall we get this, like, podcasting privilege? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, um, so what else has been going down, man? All right, so I, over in uh, Hotsland, I, I, I got to finally play some Hots. Yeah, nice. And um, I got to try out White Mane. Cool, how did you find her? Man, she is broken as fuck. She's so strong. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I think. I think she needs to be nerfed, and I think she was. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to try again post-nerf, and I, I'm going to hope that she's a bit less ridiculous, because holy shit, she can burst heal through anything. Yeah, it seems like it, right? Yeah, hang on. So, yeah, so a Q heal amount is down. A searing lash cooldown has been increased. Um yeah. Yeah, the bonus damage on right on her E talent at level one has been increased though, and her mana cost has been increased for oh no mana mana return on her E has been increased. So slight nerf, but nothing major actually. Kind yeah, of nothing major. I mean, um... yeah, right. That's that just seems like ridiculous, man. Because essentially, like... like you can okay if uh, what's a high damage character like Illidan can alt murky. Like uh -huh. the lowest health hero in the game. No, Illidan can ult Eric, the fucking Viking. Uh huh. And White Man can heal through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I fucking feel when I play White Man. Yeah, ridiculous. is it like, yeah, you can just heal anybody? <laughs> you can, anybody, anybody I choose will just live through anything. It's mm. like hilarious. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, she's, I think she's actually a better solo healer than Morales. Yeah, I, I, can, I would agree with that, man. Um, I even think she's a better AOE healer than like Rhaegar, um, which is yeah. which is like really saying something because he literally yeah. has like this thing called chain heal, and yeah. I think yeah. White Mane just does it better. And I, uh, Rhaegar's chain heal is meant to be like the premier fucking AOE heal ability, right? Like uh -huh. premier burst heal AOE ability, but no. Yep, I think White Mane just does it better, and she has um, less mana issues. Yep. Um. And the and the other funny thing that, that happened in Hots was um I I one v one the Lord of Hatred as uh, Murky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's great. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to wondering how does the Lord of Hate feel about like a slippery fish? Yeah. Like <laughs> just like bashing on him with a you know, with a smaller fish. 
And and the answer is he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that because Mackie's like he's good against burst mages, right? He's good against um, you know, people that are trying to do all all their damage in one go. There there is an execution element to it though, because um, mm. basically it all comes down to Mackie's movement speed and is just. I'm not sure if it's actually higher, but there's like a perception that it's higher, and his his bottle is small as well, sort of like Eric's. Oh, uh, yeah. So he's he's just harder to hit. Yeah, so he's just harder to hit for one, and um, you know when you you juke in a straight line. Uh, sorry, you 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 run away in a straight line when when you know their cooldowns up, and uh, and they and Li Ming puts out an orb or Mephisto mm-hmm. starts his stupid bullet thing. Yep. And you can just click anywhere on the like. If you if you picture the the map becomes like red for danger and green for safe, mm-hmm. it's like the whole map becomes green because you can just click anywhere and, and you'll be safe. Yeah, right. Like, and it's it, it's really projected like what the what the combo mage is is going to try and do to you. Yeah, sure. Unless it's chromie, because <laughs> fuck chromie. Because yeah, you don't really know until it's like just going to happen. And she and she fucking one shots murky as well. Oh yeah, most of the time. I'm not sure about it anymore, but it'd be close. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think she one shots him anymore. But anyway, um, yeah. So Mephisto Canis, number one, Murky. All right, excellent. Uh, you, you heard it here, guys. Uh, we're gonna see a rise in Murky play. Uh, just to yep, counter the perfect. Mephisto. Yeah, um, I'm I, I'm already feeling it. Uh, come on, Method. <laughs> <laughs> Take my advice. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's it for me in games. Yeah, cool. Um, as as for me, man, uh, very much the same with World of Warcraft. I think I just want to echo everything you you've been saying. Um, I've had I've pretty much said my piece on that. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Hearthstone in that I have um doing more of the uh, Breams Lab challenges. Hey. I'm I'm up to the really hard board clear ones, so Ooh. these are taking me a bit longer to to get through. Some of them were like pretty fucking difficult and. But most of the time, I've like seen the line that I need to take. It's just like sequencing it correctly. So yeah, I, sure, yeah, sure. I'm gonna uh, finish that off. Um, there were a couple of things as well that I just wanted to quickly mention. Is that like I'm starting to feel a bit bad about Hearthstone, um, specifically because I wanted to play a priest deck, hmm. but any time that I saw an archetype that I really wanted. I'm normally okay with not having all the cards and just playing a suboptimal version of that archetype. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's like, you know, feeling at the moment is that I can't really do that in the current Broomstay meta and having a look at the decks. Like there are a lot of, um, you know, high cost or high value cards that are, um, that I just don't have and are pretty right, necessary right. to the decks. So um, I've been feeling it a lot with priests as well because I wanted to try this like resurrect priest and you know I wanted to try some of these druid decks and whatnot um, things that aren't Mechathune and um, <laughs> yeah and it, it's it, it's just getting me down a little bit so um, I'll have to see if I want to like you know keep um, keep playing um, I think I'm just gonna have to find a deck that I can play and it might just have to be really suboptimal and so. You know, I think, I think it'll be well, alright, but I'm maybe, not sure if it's like um, something that I'll do. Maybe a different, maybe a different class then. If um, if they if you don't have the cards in the class that you want, 
Oh yeah, I do. I like I definitely have um like decks that I can play with other classes, but mm. um I just I, I really felt like playing some priest and uh it just wasn't really happening, you know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It's it's always demoralizing when you, you can't do it, when you can't do what you want in a game. Yeah, I can. I could definitely play priest, but it just wouldn't be uh like it just wouldn't well, be optimal. It, it'd be, it'd be... it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the version of priest that you want to play, right? Yeah, no. Definitely not. So, um, I I think it just comes down to, you know, playing playing more so that I can unlock more. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But 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 then you get into the grinding aspect, and it's like, well, <laughs> I I do my daily every every day at work. Yeah, <laughs> do, yeah, do no. no, I, I don't like do do, yeah, come home and do dailies. Um, yeah, if you look at it like that, then then it is like work. But if you have fun while you're doing it, it I suppose yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it just it just depends. I haven't really like gone into Hearthstone too much in the past two. It's just the, you know, logging in to do some Boomsday stuff because it was pretty chill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other thing is that I got to play some heroes as well. Nice. I uh I I streamed for a couple of hours on Wednesday night. Streamer, holy shit! Yeah, uh, er- yep. Over on twitch.tv slash Gene If anybody wants to check it out. Um, I will be doing it next week when we're not reporting a podcast. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a WoW stream, so I'll be um, be streaming my uh, my WoW progress. Um, oh, you're streaming your uh, your, your mythic run. <laughs> and, um, yes, we... your method invitational. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm having a trial <laughs> run with method, so you know, I just thought I'd you know, put that out Man, there. I'll tell you, Jai Trey Media is taking off. Yeah, okay. Awesome. That's, that's that's my new ABN company name. Don't steal. <laughs> anyway so um when i was playing hearts i was pretty heavily influenced by wanting to try out the zool because i've seen um you know some teams in north america pick it up as a solo tank so yep. i wanted to like try it out and man it it's really fun oh yeah yeah um it's just a build where if people know that you're meant to be in melee and will heal you uh you just it's very very difficult for you to die sounds um sounds a bit reliant on other people knowing what to do (laughs) a little bit um it's it's also it also doesn't work very well when there's a a lot of ranged on the enemy team the time when i struggled the most when when there was a lot of range on the enemy team so um if there are some melee like another tank or another melee that you can sort of you know go in and trade with um then it gets good because um, the way that you survive is by doing the curse strike build, that where you get to heal and cooldown reduction and an attack speed and whatnot. So you're basically life stealing for a lot. Is is more of a life steal regeneration type tank. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so I did that. Um, I also had a really crazy Zeratul game. Okay, what's going on with the what's going on with the Dark Templar prelate? Oh, oh so not much, man. I was just like. I just wanted to try him out and see, um, you know, if I could still play him and, you know, yeah, man, it turns out I can, uh, it turns out it's really good. Yeah. I went void prison. Uh, it turns out that was a mistake because, um, again, what do you mean, I, do you mean VP is a mistake? What well, are you? I had to rely on my teammates to like do things. Oh yeah. Now you're fucked. Yeah. So <laughs> I always, think, go, always go mad at the Narazine. Yeah. I think mad at the Narazine would have been better because, um, <laughs> we didn't really have a lot of setup because. Well, because Jaina didn't go Ring of Frost, she went Water Elemental. Um, so there wasn't really oh, much... selfish! Yeah, there wasn't really much, like, Wombo potential um, and whatnot. So um, I think we ended up winning that game. Um, oh, that's good. 
so that was pretty interesting um and i had some good fun with um diablo uh just the dibbles uh, yeah with the dibbles on, on on a pretty good map for him to be honest but what's your favorite diablo skin um i really like the kaiju one at the moment kaiju kaiju yeah <laughs> yeah kaiju. we need to watch that uh, pacific room too by the way yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> casual casual side note <laughs> yes i agree um so yeah that was pretty much it for me um having some fun with some with some heroes um and it, it's been a while and i had a good time yeah yeah well me too all right man um so while we're steaming on through we have some uh news as well to talk about um there's a couple of things that happened there was a wow live stream with the game director ian hazakostas holy shit where he announced he announced uh, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of shit actually. So um, he's announced the next major content patch, which he calls Tides of War, I believe, something like that. Ooh, I totally forget. Yes. So basically, there's a new raid confirmed. There's a new raid confirmed. Um, it's not Ashara actually. Ah, okay. Um, we are raiding our opposing faction essentially. What? Yeah. Well, like, like they'll be raiding Boralus, and we'll be raiding. Kind uh, of. The... Um, it's it's um, Zuldazar. Zuldazar, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think is that that's what it's called. No, no Zuldazar's his own. Yeah, I forget what the place is called now. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we're gonna, we're going to be raiding. The, yeah, we're going to be raiding the Horde capital city. Um, and we essentially rock up there. We ra- uh, we raid it, and then we go to King Rastakhan. Um, what the Horde do is they come back and defend their city and take and take back the harbor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's pretty much like we get the same amount of bosses, but mm-hmm. um, we do it with a totally different sort of storyline. Um, and what happens is that we do get to catch up on the storyline from the other perspective as well. By right. going through and asking people and finding out what happened, so we pretty much get to see the entire story, regardless of what faction you are, and we do, and we get to do a different style of raid where we go and raid pretty much the enemy the enemy cities. That's really that's really interesting because like uh-huh. I did think of a while ago like having factional raid content right where the Horde Alliance just get a different story. This is, I mean, yeah, this is pretty much exactly that. Is pretty much i'm like wow blizz you like took the idea from my brain yeah so um that's pretty much what's going down um i think there'll be nine bosses in total uh is what is what we heard and um man i think i think it sounds really cool i'm pretty ready for it i'm ready to see new content um there was also a couple things as well there was a new warfront announced yes uh, it is the battle for Darkshore. so the battle begins oh uh, uh, are we going to resurrect the tree or I'm not sure about resurrecting the tree, but we just really want to take back take back Darkshore. Um, so, it, so much like what happened with um, with Stromgard, uh, the Horde are going to um, be owning it when it when it kicks off, and then yep, and, yep, and then we will uh, the Alliance will get the scenario first, but the Horde will get the world boss first. Yep. So you know, so uh, pretty much like roles reversed, be pretty sweet. I think cool. that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, as well, um, what Ian has said is that with the new raid uh, will come some a new suite of Azerite traits. Okay, so so more little circles that we can fill in. Um, um, no, not more circles, just more, just different things that go in the circles. Ah, uh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. So, like, um, more options inside the circle. Because uh, I, I no, did no, sort no. of start not more options, point. not more options, different options. Hmm. So now, like, because now we have a pretty much like a finite set of options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to increase the set of options. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So uh, it doesn't really. I, I'm not sure if it influences too much on the gear that we would already have, and it mm. really just focuses on gear that you might be getting in the raid. Um, yeah, yeah, or I through other that. sources, possible Mythic Plus, etc. Yep. Um, as well, he did mention that there is a change coming to Island Expeditions because they said that they don't think the current PvE model is very fun. Um, mm -hmm. So they're going to make some changes to make it a bit more engaging. Yep. Get rid of the, PV get rid of the PV PvE option. Well, I don't know <laughs> if they're going to do that because they want it <laughs> to be they want it to be PvE <laughs> primarily. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's. Because one of the problems, I guess, is it's sort of like a, a lame dungeon. Mm. But like, it's not quite PvE content. Because um, the really cool thing in PvE content is, it, like, especially when you're just questing around the world of Azeroth, mm. is where you're, like, walking around, and then there's this elite there. And you start fighting the elite, and then suddenly somebody else starts fighting the elite with you, and you, like, have this, this weird buddy moment where you've, you've decided to team up for, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think that's what Island Expeditions. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, sure. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, uh, what else is new in the world of Blizzard? Um, couple things that we haven't uh, got a chance to talk about yet is the fact that there are changes coming to Brightwing and Kerrigan. Brightwing, no. Okay. So, um, they're essentially just making them more of what they should be. Um, yeah. they are changing the way a couple of things work. So Kerrigan now has two charges on her Q, her Ravage, um, yeah. but it has a shorter distance. So now she can, uh, make a lot more plays and it's a bit more forgiving on the resets. So, um, so that's basically what happened as well as the, her ear, her primal grasp has an AOE component to it afterwards. So there was pretty much just oh, a baked in talent yeah. um, and just a couple of things. As well, uh, they modified Ultralisk so that it's now a skill shot. It'll always come out. You don't need to hit it. But if you do hit oh, it, good. it will stun the uh, the first target hit. Ah, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Giving Kerrigan a stun is really good for our setups. Yeah, so uh, it gives us some more options. You don't necessarily mm. need to take the... Um, Pretty much the pr the one that everybody takes. I forget what it's called. Yeah, <coughs> dang it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I forget. Maelstrom. That's it. Um, yeah. So everybody oh, yeah, yeah, takes yeah. Maelstrom, but now you can have an option if you want an extra stun on a skill shot. Um, so yeah, that could be pretty cool. No, I think um, I think the extra stuns are a good addition to a kit. Mm. Um, other things as well, man, is uh, Brightwing. So Brightwing is being changed. Um, and no. es essentially, it's yeah. just for the better. So, like, now whenever you phase shift to somebody, you automatically heal them. Thank God. Yeah. So, so now, yeah, you can just, like, <laughs> phase shift to somebody and heal them. As well, um, if you hit people with the center of Arcane Flare, you get a free proc of a trait. The, um, yeah, like, it adds in a lot more of uh, a skill to Brightwing. Yeah, so... Um, I think that it's a good reward. So for people that are good with Brightwing and can hit people in the center, you're just going to get more throughput. You're going to get more heals, um, I, which I, I think is I, good. I actually used to forget that I had an Arcane Flare because I was like too busy too busy doing other shit. And I didn't want to do damage. So like this is actually a really good way to get Brightwing to use Q more. Oh, yeah, dude. Just throw, You need to throw it out like pretty much all the time. No. Nah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and uh, one of the meme, one of the meme talents that she got is that uh, at level twenty, if you um, blink heal to somebody, you make both of you um, invisible. Yes. So <laughs> that one's pretty fun. <laughs> More invisibility. Yeah. So you know, I'm not sure if it's gonna like save anybody, but I think it could be a cool gimmick. Eugene, I guarantee it'll save somebody. <laughs> I am more than likely. More than I likely. guarantee it. Mm. Um. So yeah. So those things are coming. Um. As well, I think the big controversy is the Garden of Terror changes. I'm really not happy about this. Actually, <laughs> I really? really like playing the Garden. Yeah, I, I really like playing the Garden of Terrors. The Garden Terror. So, I think it's a good vehicle, and I, and I think they're um they're missing a trick by changing it this way. Okay. Well, the thing about it is, is that like after the clear unfavorites like Hanamura, um, and um, oh, what's the other one that got taken out? The the graveyard one. Um, yeah. Uh, the golems. Yeah. The yeah the other golem one. Yeah. The, yeah. So after that one, like people were just like continuously complaining about Garden Terror, like. I remember when it first came out, everybody was just shitting all over it. And everyone was saying it was their worst map. Everybody hated it. Um, and I think Blizzard had finally gotten around to being able to change it. No, I think Blizzard's... Um, I think everybody's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Everyone's wrong. I'm right. Give me my garden terror. <laughs> Dude, I actually really... I, I, I actually didn't... Okay, so here's the thing: is the Garden Terror. It's on my favorite map, but if I see it, I wouldn't be mad. Um, yeah. And I think I've gotten better at accepting that most of the time I should just never be in it. So yeah. for me, not being in the Garden Terror pretty much all the time because I'm never the one that should be in there. Um, I just d didn't give a shit about this, and I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's just um, and like whenever you just like I said before, whenever you remove a feature, it's always somebody's favorite feature. Yeah, of course. And and this just happens to me like this just happens to be a vehicle I really like playing as. Um that's getting taken away because it's so much more the reason I like it is because it's way more interesting than the Dragon Knight. Uh -huh. Basically. Yep. And I see the that? Dragon Knight. Um because the Dragon Knight doesn't have the ability to shut down buildings the same way the Garden Terror does. And yeah, the course. placement of the the placement of the flower uh, actually can lead to some interesting plays because the the new way to place the flower is just like as close like so you always get the keep and the two towers but that's actually a trap because that means the enemy team will just kill the flower yeah but dude that's just like where everybody places it yeah so 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 they're wrong like and the reason that works is because people aren't down with the strategy of killing the flower like like they're too busy doing other stuff uh -huh. But but when you get people who do kill the flower, then the buildings will come to life and start killing the garden terror. And the thing that makes the garden terror strong is that the the plant uh, reduces the health of the buildings. Yep. Oh no, it just increases the damage taken. Uh, yeah, uh, damage taken. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know, and like all. All these mechanics put together seem interesting to me, and like, like I like how they how they play together. Mm. Whereas the whereas the Dragon Knight, to take a to take an example of a vehicle I I don't particularly like very much, um, he's just like a like a health pool 
who can like displace a guy. Yeah, but okay. So l- let me make some analogies for you. Hmm. Um, the Dragonite does only have two abilities, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and so that is just inherently more uninteresting. Yeah. Aside from like the speed boost, though, I feel that they have similar abilities where like the the polymorph is essentially displacing somebody, which is a displace from the Dragonite. Yep. Yep. And the um, and your tree turns off buildings, which is good. But the Dragonite just has significantly higher wave clear with their ability. Yeah. So the Garden Terror relies on their team more. Um, but that's like not the case though, because the Garden Terror can almost like solo things. The Dragonite can as well. So hmm. I'm I'm not sure which one's actually more like team. Um, you know, team dependent. No, I get you, I get you. Uh, yeah. I've always felt that the Garden Terror is more team dependent because the Dragon Knight is strong enough by level, you know, 16, 17 to just do whatever he wants. Whereas the Garden Terror is always like a little bit weak. Because mm. um, the Garden Terror only gets only ever gets strong enough to take keeps. Like the Garden Terror is very rare, very rarely strong enough. And honestly, like level 24, and it's ridiculous mm. to, to try and bum rush the core. I don't Whereas know, the- man. I, I like by the time you get to level twenty, I think you can take a core. Um, yeah, but the uh, presuming the enemy team's alive, like oh uh, yeah, sure, like interplay there. Uh-huh. Um, but the Dragon Knight, if you take him level twenty one, like the core's dead. Yep. Very true. So, so I think the Garden Terror is less. Um, it scales worse, and I think that may, makes it more interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, man. I always found that um, matches ended much faster with um, with Garden Terrors than with Dragon Knights. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but, but, I, but that might be because of the Death Bridge, though. Um, like the because the map is significantly different. It, it yeah the the map is different. It's still a three lane map. Yeah. Um, but no, it's more that I felt that the pushing power of the Garden Terror was better than of the Dragon Knight. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, uh, I've always felt it was worse. Nah, man, I've always felt it was just, like, better. But I suppose, I don't know, I, I, I think it's it's coming from different sides. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the changes are the fact that this no longer exists and that yep. we'll, we'll be doing pretty much a mixture of, like, you know, three other maps that exist on the on the rotation right now. Um, I, I, I think it's a great idea um, because, sure, it makes everything feel the same, but then it might you know, increase the competitive pool. It becomes a lot more predictable. You can draft uh, a lot of different types of heroes that are good in different situations. It's very, very uh, similar to other things that people have already done. Uh, and it's very, very intuitive how you're meant to use it. So, yeah, um, you know, I think that that's, that's really why. If anybody doesn't know, um, there are a lot of videos that are around um, for you guys to have a quick look because we are running a bit, um, a bit late on time. So um, we won't really go too much into what actually changed, but it's essentially uh, cursed fighter pass. Um, if you can understand what that means, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cursed hollow tune the spider queen and ultra pass all smushed together into a map, uh, colored with yes. um, plants everywhere, and that's what that's pretty much what we get now. Yep, sounds good to me. That's, yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a fun evening. Yep, uh, dude, I, I I like it. So they've just taken like things that they know that work and smushed them together, and I I just think it's a it's a recipe for a good, predictable, fun map. Yeah, might be. Anyway, um, 
Uh, last little thing is that we do have a new event coming, um, which is going to lead into more of the Nexus lore, which is the um, the Raven Lord is fucking around with the Lady of Thorns. Um, and oh, shit. Yep, so there's some type of battle going on with those two, and uh, we get some skins to celebrate. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's a, it's good to see they're, uh, they're bringing in the Nexus lore. Yeah, dude, it is really cool. Um, and I think it was as funny a lore as expert, well. I approve. We'll talk about it later, but... Um, but I showed you the BlizzCon art, and you had to go, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, it's the Raven Lord. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it's the Raven Lord. Whoa, here's a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a snarky voice in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, um, let's um, let's switch gears and finally get to talk about some esports. Esports! Um, yeah, dude. Um, so let us uh, go with the Heroes Esports. I have a PhD in PvP. You have some skill. Talent? Ah, that seems generous. What? I mean, I knew I could do that. Alright, Joey, so I, uh, I'll let you um, start to talk about what's been happening in the HTC over in Europe, man. Which, uh, who did you look at this week? My favorite teams! Team Liquid and Method. Yeah, nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, so Method was no, sorry. Team Liquid was Team Liquid was desperately fighting for their spot in BlizzCon this week. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, they were. So this game, if they win, they're going to BlizzCon, mm. and if they lose, the fanatic is going to BlizzCon. So Method pretty much um, they're like, but what if we win? And and like nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, and Method was fighting for their their like position on the playoff slider. So... Right, right. Yeah, but yeah, because um, yeah, because you filthy Europeans get an extra slot, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right. we because we won something, or whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. All right. So Tales of Doom. So I'm I'm like I'm super keen to, to see these guys fight, right? Because I'm like this is one of my favorite matchups. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, Method actually ended up disappointing me in this series. Oh, really? <laughs> Pretty badly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Um, and uh, Keldor was mentioning it. He's he's like, you know, these guys, you know, they're not looking so good. And I I honestly have to agree. Uh, I think Method they weren't in the form I was expecting them to be, and I'm not sure what happened to the Method. That I was seeing back in the uh, brawl. Really? So they're just like on a really big downturn. That's pretty surprising, but not uncommon for yeah. some teams. Uh, I, I think it's um. I think they're just trying to find the niche after a meta switch. To be honest. Yeah. Right. Right. I so really look at it. A, a lot of that does happen after the um after the brawls and after the clashes, where um people get some international experience and then they come back and. You know, they pick different things and the meta starts changing and nerfs come in and whatnot. Yeah. Or new heroes come in. <laughs> white main. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah. White, main, white main featured heavily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, so Towers of Doom. Uh, basically, it was a bit of a snooze fest for uh, pretty much the first... 10 minutes of it because like it was like 
two epic samurais sort of facing uh, facing off against each other, like, like spinning their swords around. <laughs> yeah, like, right. what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? <laughs> and you're like, come on, guys. Yeah, come on. Like you look at this, like this team, man. The, the damage is redonk. Like methods running Maev, Mephisto, Zeratul. Oh yeah, dude, that's gonna blow someone up. Like I'm like, oh man, what's he gonna do? <laughs> what's he gonna do? <laughs> and it, it, it was all hinging on like VP into Diablo Park, into Meph- Mephisto, Maev bullshit, into like. Full fucking team wipe. Like, well, like that's what I was looking for. I was, I was like, "There's going to be a fucking silver scrapes moment where, like, they'll just jump in, like, jump in, and start fucking shit up." Yeah, right. You know what happened? What happened, man? Deckard Kane pressed the R button, said, "Stay well and listen," <laughs> and then yeah, it just, it just totally screwed up their plan. Oh, crazy. No, Decker Kane MVP, right? Because yeah, because he just like was, fucked up their entire wombo. No, method was executing. Like, like, like we're talking. Dibbles goes in. Zeratul's like coming up for the VP. Stay well and listen. Bam, Dibbles dies, and then clean up. There was no puck, no VP. Yeah, right. Um, Dude, Mephisto's ult didn't even go off. <laughs> oh wow. And there's there another really, really depressing bit where Garrosh like uh, flipped Mephisto into the into the Harker's tongue. <laughs> oh, whoa, dude, that's awesome! Yeah, it's. I mean, awesome. like bad for them for the Mephisto, but um, so Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, but when you see that, you're just like, oh man, this is why these guys get get like paid the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, that happened like level sixteen or something, and like after that, Decker Kane like ulti. Mm. But, but like they just couldn't come back. Yeah, sure. It was it was too much to overcome the full team wipe. So I, I believe five or six episodes ago, I said Decker Kane's uh, Lord Nato was the superior ulti. Uh huh. You were wrong. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just not. Yeah, man. Um, like if you use Stay While Listen properly, it can be really good. I mm. st- I still prefer Lornado just because I suck with Stay While and Listen, but if you don't suck, um, you know, then then it's just really yeah. fucking awesome. Um, so game two is Voskaya. Oh yeah, cool. And uh, Shady's back. He's back again. <laughs> Stukov, my Who's man, my, 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 my fucking my fucking Russian friend. Uh, oh, so yeah. half half, so half Terran commander. Yeah, I'm like, yes, Dukov! Give them the silent anus <laughs> yeah, of the, creep. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, the yes. the floriness, right? The, the, yeah. Yeah, the floriness. Yep. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this, because um, cause I haven't seen Dukov in a while. And yeah, on the enemy sure. team, there's there's a rel, and I was like seeing some good Erel action. Uh-huh. Uh, bans were pretty interesting. You know, Mediv got banned every game this series. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Yeah, Mediv, Mediv, Sudden Hammer, right? Yeah, Mediv Hammer. Yeah, just... yeah Pros do not, Pros do not want to play against time. that bullshit. No, they yeah. do not. They don't. They don't want to play against any of it. No. Anyway, um, so basically, I'm I'm going into game two on my common method. Like, like you guys can pull it out, and then I'm thinking they're going to do it. Because a point one method just 
they had um they had the the healy the biotic healing thing the the um the emitter yeah the biotic emitter and they basically used it at point one, and it was just like this. It, it was again. It was, it was like the samurai dance again, where like nobody dies, but but everybody gets low, and then and then they like they like clash and like and then like spread out, and it was like oh my god, and method like only just barely came out came out ahead of that. Yeah, right. And like Kane's heraldic abilities were like going off. <laughs> yeah, the good the good the, setup. Oh, and it was just so good because like. Uh, Kane's Kane's heraldic triangle is going off, and I have like just jumped out at the last second. I'm like, oh, Aww. fucking fucking milliseconds in this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty precise plays. Really precise plays. Actually, I was I was surprised they didn't ban um, Deckard, and they chose to ban Tyrande instead. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's Cause, not cause a like, bad one. Well, I, I, so it, it was Methods ban, right? And they could have banned Deckard or Tyrande, and mm. TL had shown that they're good at both. So I'm like, well, I'd rather ban Deckard because um, he's got better CC. Like he's 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 better on this map. So I'd I'd rather just uh, take him off the board instead. Yeah, that's fair. Well, like they both they both have good CC. I think Deckard is like in a larger area, and Tyrande's you have to be pretty precise with. So it yeah. just depends on like whether you think that the Tyrande player is very good. Oh, I mean, it's Team Liquid. <laughs> yes, Toronto yes. plays really good. The Toronto play is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then after that, I'm like, yes, Method's in the game, right? Yeah, man, you're like, yes, the comeback. Yeah, know, the, method like, method yeah, can, can take it out. The series is real. We're, we're going to go all the way to five games. Mm-hmm. And then they're fighting over, over a biotic emitter. And I've got to say, I can see why Stukovs are like like not in the meta at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happens, dude? Um, essentially, um, Stukov got spit roasted by Irel and Genji. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, the, oh. like they they literally both just jumped him at the same time, and it was it was beautiful to watch. Like like literally, all of the models hit like Stukov at the same time. Yeah, shit, and. <laughs> I've written silence doesn't help him where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. He just got not wrecked, where he's man. going. Yeah. And I, I I'm not sure exactly how it worked, right? Because Irel is really weak to silence. Like well, at least I thought she was. Because I mean you just put the anus down and then and then Irel's charging ability stops, right? Yes, correct. So theoretically it should have been good. But the thing you have to consider is the cooldown on that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. Anyway, they, so anyway. so so Arel and Arel and Genji uh, knocked Stukov out of the fight, and even though they had a they had a turret trying to help them get the Abadika Mitter, um, it just didn't work. Johanna was too strong. Mm, yeah, right, right. And she can't. Um, she just doesn't die. <laughs> she doesn't die, man. Mm. Well, it's very very hard to kill her. That's for damn sure. So so, so then it went like Method were winning the point fights, but because um, because they won point two as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. But TL were winning the off-point fights. Oh, really? So they were like winning like the sort of skirmishes that were around the yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. All right, I see. Well, and so, that's what Genji's really good at, though, right? Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so it's all down to it's again, it's down to point three on Volskaya. I'm like, oh man, would you fucking would you look at that? Yep. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Point I'm three. Fucking surprise. Point. point three. Anyway. 
Um, and basically, uh, stay well and listen again. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Stay well and listen on the um, on the conveyor. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Got them all. You got all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Blaze, oh, uh, Blaze bunkered down, and everyone like went into avoid it. But then the bunk got destroyed. Uh, Maev's jump just wasn't far enough to jump out of the stairwell and listen, and she like jumped into it instead. Oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah, and, yeah, once they had the um, once they had the the point, it was obviously like uh, game over for Method. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, they came close. Like they showed a good early game, but then had obviously had some mistakes going on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm like. Oh, 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 but no, it's um, stay well and listen. Like, decade MVP again, like, yeah, <laughs> two, shit. two games right. in a row. Man, you were just wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Man, stay well and listen. You heard it here, folks. Just guys, just pick stay well and listen every and just, fucking time, <laughs> every time, and just make the god tier plays. Yep. So, uh, so game three, cursed hollow. Uh, so this time, method got decade gain. Oh, yeah, good, good. And I can get the I, sick I, plays. I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, yes, all right, Method, it's your turn now. Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously too strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Decker Kane basically died on the first point. <laughs> uh, but it was it was it was a really sick play by Garrosh. What well, what happened was um the, the first point spawned at the first point location. It's Cursed Hollow, so it's like at the, it's gonna at the be southern, top. Yeah, southern it's area. Gonna... No, no, uh, Cursed Hollow is the, the, the southern point. What? The the second point's the Oh the second one. I thought you said the first one. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So the first one's going to be always top, like middle, and then the then the next one is somewhere in the southern region. Yeah. Yeah. So so so, so Kane's walking along, and and he's like in this this little secret area, and Garrosh literally like happened to go along and found, and he's like, oh look, it's Kane. and he flipped him over the wall into Dahaka. Ah, <laughs> dang. And like a Anubrax like coming to save him, and it's like nah. He's yeah, dead. dang. <laughs> like, ah, oh, method. So, uh, the, so the, the one, so, so obviously this game didn't go well. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is like I learned something really interesting from this game. Yeah, yeah, dude. What is it? So, it's a really cool defense maneuver if you're like losing hard on Cursed Hollow. Yeah, cool. Um, so, level nine uh, is about when the curse will come out. That's, uh, uh, that's when the third uh, token appears. And if you start taking the boss at level nine, and like you're losing, uh-huh. the boss will be taken during the curse, and it'll defend bottom for you. Um, and or top, depending on which side you're on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Yep. Um, and basically, it you can then leave that lane, and. Because what well, what happens with the curse, which is really interesting, is that all of your minions go down to one hit point, which means the enemy team will lose that experience. Unless uh, they're in the lane. Yeah, unless they're in the lane with it. Yeah. Uh, but you've just pulled two guys down to, to deal with the boss. Uh-huh. So basically, it, it completely nerfs the curse to take the boss at the same time. Yeah, yeah, of course. During the enemy curse, yeah. yeah, that is an interesting defensive maneuver. Um, so yeah. if you know that you're just going to lose the fight, if you're like a level down or whatever, yep, yep. or is a couple it, you, levels down, you, you, take the boss you just instead. T- take the boss level nine, and then it'll it'll nerf the enemy curse mm-hmm. because they won't be able to get the full XP from all the cheap minions. 
but you'll be able to get your full XP because your uh, the enemy minions will, will just crash into your walls and 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 you can pick them up like normal. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. no, I I like that idea. I definitely think it's a good adaptation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and basically, it uh, Phoenix was MVP. Phoenix was MVP in this one because um, he had a couple of really good salvos. Yeah, cool. And yeah, it, it, salvo it just, is another one of those heroics that can easily turn things around. It was, it was just a, it was, I wouldn't say it was a turnaround as much as it was like um, a boot stomping on the neck repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that as well, you know? It could be but that. Yeah, he, he got like a, a five-man salvo and like, and like three people died. I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah, that, that's what happens. Like, you know, if you have a level lead, man, Phoenix is like the most oppressive fucking hero. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, anyway, so um, so good news is Team Liquid's gone to BlizzCon. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I can see that three O. Yep, three O. <laughs> and method, um, method. Well, good luck in the playoffs. You can do the dream run. It's, oh yeah, it's, so it's, it's never too late. So yeah, so they're starting at the bottom. Uh, I believe so. I, I haven't actually checked the ladder. Ah, okay. Well, man, that'll be interesting to see. Is that happening next week? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Same with North America as well. All right. Yeah. All right, cool, man. So what I had to look at this week, um, I watched a game today that also had some... I don't think it was actually... Uh, it actually did anything for BlizzCon. Um, only one of the North American teams has secured their position, which is Heroes Hearth. Yeah. So Heroes Hearth have already secured their position. They're number one on the ladder. They're already going to BlizzCon. So it is up to the next um, top three, which is team, uh, which is Tempestorm. Yep. And then the two teams that um, played each other today are most likely going to play each other again next week is um, Octalysis and Team Freedom. Okay. So um, these two teams are quite interesting because um, I actually didn't know this up until today, but there's some a bit of bad blood between them. Really? It's a bit of rivalry because, yeah, because, man, uh, Team Freedom um, bl uh, blacklisted or refused to scream Team Octalysis. That is really interesting. I, I, I'm shocked, basically. Yeah, well, it, it's not that they refused, right? They just said, no, we're not going to scrim you because you're running like weird and wacky ass picks. You're not playing meta yeah. stuff, so we don't want to scrim against you. So it kind of like there was a little bit of like tension and bad blood in there. And there was some like pretty, pretty hefty BM at one point, um, which I'll tell you about later. But um, yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so this was the three and four, and they're most likely going to be playing again. Um, and basically, Octalysis is the team that I want to watch right now because they're the ones that are playing the wacky shit, the ones that are playing just the craziest fucking shit ever, but still doing pretty well. And they're actually like really dominant in the games that they win. Hey, good to hear. Good to hear. So um, I think that they're like one of these dark horses for BlizzCon if they can make it, where they're just going to surprise people. And it's not like they're doing it, you know, because they want to run cheesy strats. It's because they think that they're good, but the other people are afraid to do it and they're comfortable mm -hmm. doing it within their roster. Um, th mm. That being said, Team Freedom was the one that performed the best at any of the clashes of the brawls, um, uh, like amongst any of the North American teams. So um, they're also just another hope. And if they came out with a better performance, with a better more solid roster drafting etc then they could have gone a, a lot further so i think this was a good clash so 
Um, the big thing though for Octalysis is that they're taking us back to like fucking a year ago and um, they're running double support and they ran double support every single game. Double support? Yes, double support. Um, and the main ones that they wanted was to run the white main. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so those are the two supports that they wanted. They did run it um, with any combination of Toronto, White Man, and Decade if they were available. Um, yep, sure. <laughs> uh, so um, with um, even running some other crazy stuff like Solo Tank Leo or Solo Tank Dahaka or um, things like Zul as their main tank, for etc. It's curious, no um, Rega or Karazim. Yeah, I don't think that's the style that they wanted to run. I'm not sure if they wanted to play Karazim. That is very mm. interesting, though. I do, I do know that that is an interesting thing. Um, I'm not sure why, because I, I think it's because White Man does enough damage anyway. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, mm. and and like with with the Tyrande boost, like I I can see where Tyrande's <laughs> why Tyrande's also picked. Yeah, very true. Um, there was also a really, really big emphasis on Urel the entire um, the entire match. So um, yeah, well, there's a huge priority on her. I really like watching Urel. Like it's it, like watching Urel to me is like when Blaze came out. It's like yes, Blaze. I want, I want to see more Blaze. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but like Urel yeah. has the same effect to me. I'm like, man, Urel's awesome. I, I, I love seeing this chick. Yeah, I know. Like I, I really like her too. Um, mm. I think she's a really awesome hero. She's pretty much like the never die type person um but i mean a lot of a lot of them are taking the different talents now specifically the one that resets your jump yeah um, is the one that everybody's really taking and that's just like inherently really really fun to watch because your else is fucking jumping everywhere and you know and and like healing up and making plays and it's just yeah. really fun to see um and all, people are also not afraid to take both of her heroics i've seen mm -hmm. both heroics taken um depending on the map and the and the style that they're running Yep. So I think she's just a very well-rounded hero. Anyway, um, so we'll get into the game, man. Um, so I'm expecting some crazy shit from Octalysis. And oh boy, do they give me the craziest fuck-off shit ever in game one. Okay, so, so, so what happened? So game one, Octalysis drafts double support. Right? Yeah. Except the double support is Deckard and Anna, right? With an what? Yeah, Deckard and Anna. Double support. Anna. Yes. Okay. Uh, with the Urel, with the Leoric, and their solo damage dealer was Mephisto. <laughs> Sorry, this is... What? <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. Um... <laughs> Lord of hate! Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, the other team was pretty good. Like, they had a Diablo, White Mane, um... Reyna, uh, Maev, and Malthiel. So they had a really pretty good meta team on for Team Freedom. And essentially, yeah. um, at the very beginning, it was going it was going pretty okay. Like the double support was doing its thing. Mephisto was able to like get a lot of damage on people. Um, but then what happened was about like whenever the first camp spawns, um, the game took a pretty sharp turn. So. Everyone went to go get the camps, but uh, Team yeah, Freedom had an early invade on Octalysis. And oh. then the invade just went super duper well. They ended up like killing, getting like two or three kills and taking the enemy turret. Then they went straight to get the biotic emitter and then afterwards picked up their turret. So not only did they have a level lead, two turrets and a biotic emitter, 
um, uh, you know, that was just going into the first point. So they had pretty much the biggest fucking swing so early on, and the game was pretty much over after that. Yeah, well, if your hyper carry falls behind, that's pretty much it for the Devils of War comp, uh, comp in this case. Yeah, so that's pretty much what happened. Like, they put up a good fight, and I could see the point of what they were trying to do to get the nano boost on a Mephisto and for him to just, like, pop off and go nuts and kill everybody. But um, it was never. Oh, in a that's why you have the that. Anna. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole idea was to, like, nano boost you know, Mephisto, have him go in, blow everybody up, and then win the yep. game. But yep. um, they were never in a position to do that because um, Octalysis won the first Protector, and then, like, they had very little wave clear on their team. So yep. it was very easy for them to just, like, push in and get multiple turrets and snowball the yeah. game, I mean, just I mean, control the map. That's, like, that's pretty much it. Like, you just can't fall behind if, you, if you've if got a hyper carry and you're depending on it. Yeah, very true. Sorry. Uh, fell behind and they couldn't wrestle control back. Team Freedom did a really good job of just taking game one. Sad face. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, game two rolls around and they are on. Um, where do they go? Oh, Cursed Hollow. Um, th this one's a bit different where Octalysis decides, oh, let's not run solo Mephisto. Uh, <laughs> and they have like a slightly more standard composition, except they had a solo tank to Haka. Um, with pretty much okay. running like tri like fucking four backliners into Haka, <laughs> so they had um, Hanzo Maev, but in this time that this time they had the white main Taranda, um, and it just worked out so much better for them. Um, the thing was is that um, this was an interesting game because Team Freedom drafted two uh, globals, two globals. Yeah, so they, they, had, they, had, they, had, they, they had Falstad Brightwing. Okay, yeah, so, 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 so like, like that's pretty strong. So, so it's a big map, so they can teleport around the map like really effectively. Yeah, pretty much, and that's and that's what was going down. Like they were trying to play the map; they weren't really doing it really too hard. They weren't pushing their advantage too hard, but they did. Uh, Octalysis um, uh, outrotated them for the majority of the game. That's um, interesting. Oh no, yeah, sorry, yeah, Octalysis got got um, outrotated. Sorry, like Team Freedom with the oh, okay. global. Yeah, sorry, other yeah. way around. Um, <laughs> like, I was like, man, yeah, adversating double global. That's awesome. No, so, but uh, what happens is that Team Freedom, um, they get in a sticky position and aren't able to stall out the curses like very well. And so, what they did was they just intentionally gave up a curse. Oh, but what happened was they gave up too much. Yeah, I mean, like, why? And in my head, you like never give up a curse. Like, the yeah. curse is like this really important thing. It's like it because the curse means buildings, like at least. Yeah, it does. So, um, basically, uh, the, they were out rotating them. But what happened was when it got down to the nitty gritty of actually getting the curse, and and they got it three to two. So it was quite like late in the game. People had heroics, etc. And yep. um, yeah, man, they just let them have too much with the curse. Like they didn't do very well on the on on the defense like they tried to like split off Falstad in the top lane to try to get a push going while the curse was happening but yep um man they like Octalysis was just able to come in fuck up all their shit and then uh and then get a level lead so all the level lead that they had accrued by um by doing the rotations was um disappeared yeah just disappeared 
And then after that particular curse is when Octalysis went, well, we have pretty much opened up the entire bot lane. Let's just go take a boss. Um, and so, and so um, Team Freedom realized that, oh shit, this boss is going to like pretty much win the game for them. It's going to give them like a really big advantage. So they try make a play and Falstad is, is up in the top lane and decides to fly down. Mm-hmm. As soon as he fucking flies down, he gets arcane fled and blown up instantaneously. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, is that Team Freedom has really good boss control. They have the Gust, they have the Emerald Wind from Brightwing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Zeratul VP, because they had Zeratul as well. So they had all these tools to be able to like easily take a boss and steal a boss. And they end up going in and stealing the boss because they had the Zeratul, Brightwing, Emerald Wind. So they stole yeah. the boss, but then they all died because of it. <laughs> so everybody's dead. Um, only maybe, I think there's only one casualty on Octalysis. And Octalysis is just like, well, I guess it's time to win the game. Yep. Take so, the call. <laughs> so they just yep. went and killed the core. Um, cool. Damn it. So pretty All you have to do is get the enemy core to zero hit points and you win. Yep, and you win. <laughs> um, so yeah, man. So that's pretty much what happened. And... Uh, when we get on to uh when we get on to game three um it's it was on infernal shrines and um there were some really good plays on this one and it looked like it was going to be more of a a good a good match right more more of like good things happening it's one to one going to game three infernal shrines team freedom uh did their classic thing is they don't have a good siege composition so they decided to give up the first punisher and go push another lanes which is like completely fine and and a pretty good meta like strategy and they yep. ended up um, going then to getting the tens and team fighting over the second one, and they win it. They win the fight. They get the they get the Punisher. They push it's all the good. way there. Yeah, they they push all the way to the keep walls. Wow! And, and nice. they're in a really really good position. And by this time, it's about level thirteen. Then yep. what happens is, as they're backing out, the gray main on Octalysis decides, not on my watch, motherfuckers, and like chases um so he has like the, the movement speed talent and he yeah. cha- and he chased uh tracer right what? like he chased tracer because she'd used all her blinks used oh, his okay. movement speed to like get <laughs> to get She's orders got, like, on tracer and then yeah. you know he was just ordering her down and she was really low then he manages to get the dark flight the q and yes. the go for the throat and gets her and yes. then and then what happens is is that team freedom's like oh shit tracer just died and they're overextended so they try and um uh they 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 hesitate in um in retreating and by that time all of team freedom have gone full bronze mode and are like let's get these fuckers and they chase them down (laughs) for fucking ages and kill like four people uh when when team fights turn messy yeah, dude. So it, it turned on one pick on uh, Tracer, and then afterwards it was just fucking. They got Diablo, they got people, they dove underneath their turret. I was like, man, this is fucking Bronze League heroes. But yeah, do they do they um, realize people are watching? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that happened, and they just snowballed the game after that. There was just a huge turnaround. They nice. won the next Punisher, and they're able to get it. So, um, yeah, man, that was just. That was a game where Team Freedom had it, right? They were in mm. such a good lead. Yeah. And, and then Greymane just said, not on my watch, and just, like, went in. Just fucked them. Yep. 
Yep. Um, so then uh, Octalis, this is uh, up to one, and we go to game four um, on Tomb of the Spider Queen. Ah, uh, nice. And man, this is where the fucking double support Zul just showed up. They had Zul, White Mane, Tyrande, Reyna, and um, Dahaka. And man, yep. double support Zul Reyna was just fucking doing work. So what's the what's the combo like? Um, what's, they they what's were just the they were just out sustaining them. Oh, they nice. were just taking okay. fights, not dying, dealing enough damage to them. Uh, and that being said, like Goku on Tahaka was just like mm-hmm. making making the plays. Yep, the like, plays on Tahaka. Yep, dude, getting all the tongues, getting all the burrows, and just massive setups for his team. Like they had so many cool plays that it was just insane. Um, uh, poor team freedom and <laughs> not feeling man, good at this they, game they essentially just um team freedom the johanna ended up dying way too much okay um, so, so and, just a, a bit too aggro on johanna yeah a little bit no but it's more like I, i'm not sure if um they were really expecting the type of level of damage that was coming out yeah um so that and they ended up dropping gems and getting behind on the gems and and then Octalis is just doing really good plays like boss and uh, stacking the boss with the turn-ins and whatnot. So um, basically snowballed it for a pretty easy win. Yeah, death is really costly on the Tomb of Spider Queen because um, yeah. lo- losing the gems is um, losing a major part of your, your advantage. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And um, yeah, they pretty much take the win. Um, and I have to tell you, though, this is where the BM came in. Oh, as, yeah? as they were taking down the core on game four, right? When the core had like 10% HP left, mm-hmm. o- Octalysis asked for a pause. What? Yep. You douchebags. I know. Fucking hard BM. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I know. I think they might get reprimanded for that if I'm honest. I mean, yeah, they they probably get reprimanded. Yeah, like, um, we don't want to see that. No, I was like, man, as much as much as there's like bad blood between you guys, I can understand that you want to like show off and you know, but just drop the B steps, man. You don't need to like, you know, fuck around with um with with game mechanics that are meant to be there for a reason. Yeah, B yeah, B stepping's enough. Yeah, like like you you see a B step and it's and, and it's funny. <laughs> Yeah. But if, you, if, if you're going to make the audience actually sit through a pause as well, it's like, that's, that's pretty nasty. Yeah, I know. So yeah, they, they actually pause and I was just like, oh, you fuckers, you absolute fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, that was pretty much the end of that series. It was, it was a pretty good series to watch. Um, aside from the like game one, pretty much like wacky as fuck draft. All the other ones were still wacky, but like you could, you could, you know, see what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much what happened with that one, man. It was good to watch, and I think we're going to be watching it again next week because the NA playoffs are happening. So, like I said, Heroes Hearth have um, have secured their spot, um, yep. but it, it's now just for the second spot because we're North America and suck. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be between. Um, uh, those those three that I mentioned before: Team Freedom, Arctalysis, and Tempo Storm. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Playoffs are going to be good. Mm. Mm. Let's hope TF can get their revenge. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I at this point, after like up until the BM, I was like a full Octalysis thing, but I think I think for that Octalysis need to you know need need to check themselves. No, 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 no. The, uh, uh, Octa are the bad guys now. We, yeah, we need to take them down. Yeah, yeah, they need to go in the satisfying way possible. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um. So, just um having a look at some general strategy, I was just wanted to. Um, get your thoughts on uh, double support, man. You know, I didn't see much of it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about seeing it. I'm, I mean, what do you think about it right now? Uh, I don't like it because um, there's way too much shutdown that the tanks have to like pull in, and I mean, I think uh, squishies blow up. Um, well, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, what so, uh, squishy's blowing up is is really what double support's meant to fix, right? Like your squishy doesn't blow up anymore, but now your whole team fight's dependent on the life of your squishy. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, but like that being said, what if one of your supports is white main? I mean, that's just cheating. <laughs> but that's what they had for like for you know three out of the four games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, okay, so did you want to know like how, how to counter it or No, I just what? wanted your thoughts on it, man, because I I think that it it is interesting. Um and I think it's much harder to actually execute and it puts a lot of pressure on a single player. The squishy player or the white man player? The squishy player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Mm. So I um I, I, and I think that it's you have to have a lot of trust in that particular player. So in mm. like a pickup group or a solo queue environment, I'm not sure that it's particularly good because for one, the person that's playing the DPS has to be aggressive and they have to like take risks and take chances knowing that you're going to back them up. So there's a lot of trust that's involved on every single side. So like, you know, you as a support have to trust that your, you know, Grey Main or, you know, Phoenix or whatever is going to like... Make it's actually going to go in. Yeah, it's actually going to go in and do these stupid aggressive plays. And on the backside, you know, if you're that DPS player, you have to know that your supports have got your back. Yeah, I mean, that's um, that's really high execution sort of and potential to go wrong as well because, like, you can just see how it's all going to fall apart Like, because all you need is that that one lucky garage flip and, it, and it's all over. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Because unless you're Tracy, you're not getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, very true. Very true. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, have a quick think about it because um, I, I think it's a it's an easy setup to, to actually do because, you know, all you need to do is, like, pick a tank, pick a solo laner, and then just pick two supports that are pretty good. And theoretically, you can have this, you know, everlasting team. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if it's actually going to win any team fights. It's unkillable Mephisto. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, the way it wins is because um, it is unkillable. Like, it'll just outlast anything, right? And um, the the squishy's damage will eventually chunk down the enemy tanks, and it'll eventually chunk down the enemy's backline. Yeah, sure. Because the enemy's rolling a single support with a limited mana pool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what you have to heal through is like pretty heavy. There's pretty heavy duty, like maybe even a triple damage. So mm. yeah, right, right. Um, 
No, I I don't think that was support strong enough because I I think it's more likely you'll be caught out than you won't be caught out, and you'll just be able to do this for the next um, ninety seconds. Yeah, sure. Because because uh, a team fight generally around a point lasts about ninety seconds. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I, I which means you have to have execution flat ninety seconds in order for this to work. Yeah, okay. I definitely see the point that that you make. Um, and the, I mean, the counterpoint that I, that I do want to make, it has a lot of downsides. Um, Mm. don't get me wrong. You have to have a lot of trust. You have to have all these other things. But, um, that being said, it it does have this sort of safety net where Mm. you can fuck up and it doesn't really matter as much. Well, yeah. Cause the, you have two support, support ulties basically. Yeah. To like help out with that scenario. And like you, you, you combine that with the, with the blaze bunker. And um, mm, yeah, sure. Or like you're giving you armor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was that was just something that I wanted to have a think about because I'm seeing double support from Octalysis pretty much every game, and you know they are winning like pretty heavily and pretty dominant. So I just wanted to see if there was if there was any thoughts you had or any magic that that you think they could possibly do. Obviously, for pros, it's a bit better because they generally have good positioning and they trust each other and they can take those risks. So I think it'll work mm-hmm. for them. But for us at home, I think it's a bit riskier. Yeah, no, I don't think it's appropriate for a home strategy because um, I'm like like unless you're running in fives. Mm. Yeah, sure. And you know, your you guys get your highest ranking player to um to be the mm. DPS. Um, so we did have, a, there was a double support game in Towers of Doom for Method. They, they had Reyna, Dahaga, Taranda, Garrosh, Deckard. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting against the ultimate sort of, uh, damage combo. And did, and the reason it, the reason they failed was because Deckard pulled out like, like a, a, a God mode ulti. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. So it was really on the like the support ulti that did it, but it wasn't even like a. I suppose it was a saving in that case, but yeah. But I mean, I still. No, I don't like it. Like I, I mean, because you're. That could have gone the other way so easily, and I, and I think it was more method screwing up rather than rather than Team Liquid having a superior strategy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I can definitely see both ends. So. I don't think it's something that I'm going to jump towards if I'm in a pickup group, um, but something that I might consider if I have five of my buddies and uh, everybody wants to support me. <laughs> I, I I will support you. I'll, I'll give you my desperate my desperate please. Yeah, excellent. Seeing as I am theoretically the highest ranked player. <laughs> that you are. <laughs> um, oh, was there anything that you wanted to uh, bring up, man? Um, it's something that I noticed in pro play, um, and I, I don't, I don't really see why. Cause I feel like at pro level it should be predictable, but can you see where Mephisto is going to teleport back to? Yes, you can. So it seems really obvious. Just fire an fire an owl was where Mephisto is going to teleport uh, back to. doesn't get stacks from that anymore. Ah, oh, okay, I'm a retard. <laughs> um you can put the arcane flare there though um or, mm. or pretty much like any skill shot because you know when mephisto is going to come back to he leaves a shade there yeah 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 well yeah that, like that's what i'm saying like like there's an obvious shade there and yep. it's right there and she's got arcane flare like you know on cooldown just flare him and he's dead yep 
Yeah, dude, that's essentially the big, big drawback of Mephisto and um and why you see them always doing it from like a flanking position, like a mm. from a sideways position or from really far back. Um yeah, is sure. so that, you know, you obviously can't get hit from, you know, fucking half a screen away. Yeah, like I, I was a bit of a keyboard warrior. Um I was uh, I was in Twitch chat and I'm like why did this come with this story? <laughs> what the fuck's the Roger doing? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they um they all they all made the face at me, so I'm like, oh whatever. Twitch that's lame anyway. Yeah, let's go back to my boomer memes. Yeah, just go back to Hello Kitty Island adventure. Yeah, pretty much. Um, other than that, the um the the other strategy I had was obviously from the um Cursed Hollow. Uh, take the bus. Yeah, the definitely. Curse. I, de- I, dude, I am definitely going to be advocating for that. Like, I, I have to like y- use any powers of persuasion. Like, you know, maybe ping it yep. a few times and say that I'm going there. Um, um, make sure you call everyone noobs because that's how people on site. Oh yeah, absolutely. Noobs, take the bus. <laughs> noobs, noobs. <laughs> Why is everyone in here noob? Uh, I don't know, man. Noob uh, tanker. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we do have a couple of minutes and, um, I wanted to get your thoughts because we are coming up pretty close. Actually. Um, it's, it's just over a month away, uh, is, uh, BlizzCon. And I thought I I wanted to see if you had any predictions for anything that we might see for BlizzCon for any of the Blizzard IPs. Do I have predictions for BlizzCon? I think we're, we're going to see some good fights in Heroes of the Storm and I think Korea's gonna win. <laughs> Genji. Oh, okay. So, so you think Genji is just gonna win regardless of what happens? Yeah, yeah. Genji's got it. Okay. Um, as far as my prediction, I think we're gonna get Diablo Four announcement. Is what is what I think is gonna happen. Um, as far as um, as far as Diablo goes, uh, I'm not sure about the World of Warcraft announcement. I have no idea what this possibly could be. Um, it might be more uh, Blizzard Classic. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully we get Vanilla, some more, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we get some more updates on, on that. that. And um, I know that there's going to be two heroes released, and I'm thinking that it is going to be the Lady of Thorns and um, and the Raven Lord. I think might be heroes. I think um, we finally get ne- Nexus born heroes. What think, are they? Gonna I think do? that's going to be the big thing. What well, my thing is, what are they going to do? That whatever the fuck they want, man. Yeah. Yeah. Make thorns do raven shit. Who knows? Well, how's that different from Lenara and Medivh? Um, excellent question. <laughs> because they'll have different named abilities. Good. Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it's going to be more like Lyra. For ex- no, is it is it Lyra? Zyra. Zyra. That's Zyra. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be more like Zyra from League of Legends, right? Like, um, uh, not League of Legends, not like from other mobas. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah i i think it'll be more like that like very very vine vine and thorn focused for her i'm not sure about the raven lord and how you separate him from Medivh. um but he, he could do a lot more like raveny shit yeah i mean it is okay so i, I did wonder what they were going to do once they run out of the current pool of ip and i guess going into nexus heroes quote unquote is a good way to I feel like the roster a bit more if they're looking to get to, because they add what about five heroes a year. Um, it used to be more than that. It used to be like 
you know, maybe 10, um, yeah. 10 to 12 because of BlizzCon. Um, but, um, but, but, but they had to get it down, right? Because they, yeah. Cause like they're running low on, um, well, Blizzard Universe. Yeah, Blizzard Universe. Uh, they're also like getting a, a really large hero uh, pool, um, yeah. which is just—it's it, a good thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it, yeah. it is a good thing. It's like it's a good problem to have, but it's the same problem that um, other mobas have. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, can you imagine getting into other mobas right now if you were uh, like completely yeah. new? Ah, uh, fuck other mobas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here's the soldier attack. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so was there anything else, anything that you could think of for BlizzCon? Um, I'm looking forward to when they announce their Rock and Roll Racer reboot. Uh-huh. Um, so because they need an arcade racer, and Rock and Roll Racer is a... Is... <laughs> okay. It's a good kit contender for that. I'm uh, also looking forward to their 2D fighter. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, um, that's about it for me. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I don't think I had anything else. I, I just think that we're going to get Diablo 4. Um, either that or we're going to get some type of like new class thing, hopefully Druid, so that our good friend um, has something to play in Diablo 3. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, um, yeah, I definitely think we're going to get two Nexus-type uh, heroes uh, for, um, for Heroes of the Storm. Hmm. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, that uh, brings us to the end of the show, dude. Thank you very much for having me on, Eugene. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, guys, if you uh, want to get in touch with the podcast, you can send us an email over at chilledpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter. We are chilledpodcast at chilledcast. Um, we can also find our full catalog of episodes. We now have 18, guys, 18, over at jhradio.com slash chilled. Joey, what else can we find over at jhradio.com? Well, JoeHatrader.com is, of course, a fully corporate media company, which is called, uh, uh, the web branch of JoeHatrader Media. Uh-huh. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, um, it's, it's my dumb website. So <laughs> you can find um, Meme Driven Development, which is a blog that I run about memes and development and neither at the same time. Yep. And Excellent, you can also man. find my programming portfolio where you see all the stupid software that I make. Yep, very good. You make a lot of good software too, like our, uh, you know, our catalog and whatnot. It's very functional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one hundred percent Dolmio Green functional software. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yes. Do not get me wrong. But um, I should definitely stick to my day job in writing accounting software. Yep. <laughs> I'm much better at that. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. All right, guys, um, you can find me over on Twitter. I'm at OvalTeenGene. If you want to tweet me out, send me a shout out or whatever. Uh, you can also find me streaming um, over on twitch.tv slash OvalTeenGene. Um, so if you want to catch me playing some Heroes, playing some World of Warcraft, or even some Hearthstone, uh, come check it out. All right. Cool beans. And, and you can send me an email from jhradio.com because like, that's, my, that's my main hub. Oh, excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Joey. Thank you very much, Eugene. Stay, stay breezy, guys. Yep. Take care, everybody.